Hey friends, I'm Danielle. And I'm Christopher. And, and we're, we're the, the Friends Who Feast. Feast. So I'm so excited for this episode because yeah. just a couple days ago, you and I went on a little date night adventure, a little friend date. And it was so much fun. I really needed that coming off the heels of like this pandemic and not really going out, not really hanging out with a lot of people. And we had a really great time. So we're going to talk about that. And to stay on the topic of dating, I think our table talk is going to be related too, right? Yeah, we're going to kind of tackle the world of dating in general and also talk about our experiences with online dating. Because I've been out of the game for a while, but you know, I dabbled in some eHarmony, some OkCupid a decade or so ago. So I'm not too familiar with like the apps, like the Tinder, the Hinge, any of that stuff. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple apps, so I can I can hold <laughs> okay. down the fort with that. I'm excited to hear the yeah. stories. So, so yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this episode. So let's get into it. Let's just do it. I just want to say, I had such a a lovely time with you on our date, friend date, date, whatever. It was just so nice to be, like you said, among company who really enjoyed food. There's some hand holding, you know, like <laughs> there always is with us. Um, and we kind of made a game of it. You decided now, <laughs> this was kind of shocking to me. You decided that we should do rock, paper, scissors as like a deciding factor for like an, at- we, an appetizer dinner and dessert selection, right? Yep. So basically... I pitched this to Danielle and was like, hey, you know, let's write down where we would take each other if we were picking the apps. Like, totally separate from the meal. We're going to write down where we want to go for apps, write down where we want to go for, like, an entree, and then where we would take the other for dessert. And then we'd play rock, paper, scissors before each one and see who won and then reveal our choice. And then whoever won would order for the other and actually, like, do the whole menu and... Yeah, so um, unfortunately, I'm really (laughs) bad at rock, paper, scissors. So um, it didn't go super well for me as far as getting to, you know, my picks, but um, which is surprising because like, I know I'm not good at rock, paper, scissors, but I just kind of threw it out there as like a, how are we going to decide? Like an icebreaker type thing. Yeah, so, but. I I see. And that was surprising to me because I really thought rock, paper, scissors is all like luck. I don't think it is. I feel like there's. I feel like there's some strategy behind it. Not, I'm not aware of any of that strategy, obviously. Um, but, but I feel like, you know, you can kind of go about it like certain ways, just like tic-tac-toe. It's like, where do you start, you know, to kind of give yourself the best chances? Like, what do you start with on that throw? Um, but basically, Danielle, just to kind of summarize, um, pretty much won every round except for the d- dessert. But uh, we did mix it up a little bit in the middle, which we'll talk about. Just kind of make it more fun, I think. Yeah, it was very spur of the moment, and I loved every single minute of it. Like, again, it was such a nice, a nice time. And whether you're in a relationship or not, have dates with your friends. Like, make it something special. Make it fun. And that's exactly what we did. So, like Christopher had mentioned, I had won the first round. And for appetizers, I picked a local place. Now, I need a... Um, you know, start this off by saying, you picked me up. So we I really did. did like old school date thing. You picked me up. Because we were talking about like, where are we going to meet? And then it, and, and for two reasons, because it yeah. was like, well, you know, wherever we meet, is it going to be, because we don't know each other's thing. So is it going to be far away to like drive? Should we go to like a neutral ground? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was complicated. But then in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to pick her up. I'm going to make this a real date. Yeah. And you started the date off by driving right past my house. And being 15 minutes early. So that was, again, a little shocking. But I jumped right into your truck with some difficulty. 
<laughs> and we went off to our first destination. Now, it was a local place called Pete's Place. Again, we didn't know if we should do local, chain, whatever. It was just kind of spur of the moment. But I'm like, I know this place has really good deep fried mushrooms. And I'm like, above anything else, we're going to have a nice app of that. So we walked in and uh, a little bit of a mood killer. They only had like one of those hybrid high top booth situations. I hate the worst. Tops. It was the worst. I more than anything. I think we talked about in our last episode talking about Olive Garden, like does the seating impact the experience? If there's high tops, I'm not about it. I don't like it. It's already off to a bad start. And that's I know and I wanted to ask for a booth, but then I'm like, you know what? Let's just go with the flow. It we was have sort to be of a wrong. booth. Well, you were a gentleman and you gave me the booth this time. Yes. So, I mean, I ugh, it's my choice to be the um, one for sacrifice next time. So yeah, I was nice and comfy, but it was also one of those booth situations where maybe four feet next to you was another party. It was a long. It was booth, a long so booth, yeah. yeah. So like one of those situations again. At least it was kind of dark in there, which I appreciated. Yeah. So I think the appetizer date portion was great. I thought so too. When you said Pete's Place, I had only been to a Pete's Place once. I think there's like two around here. It is like a local. It's not like a chain, but there are two locations, and I had been to the other one, and it's a totally different atmosphere. As Danielle just described, like the lights were off. It was like a. It was like a bar. Yeah, bar. like a bar and grill kind of type of deal. I remember the Pete's Place I went to years ago on a date, actually, um, ironically, was more like a big boy diner kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was totally different. So in my head, I had like a completely like different expectation. I really did enjoy it because it was kind of like that bustling bar atmosphere. Um, And I really enjoyed the apps too, for for the most part. I have some critiques, but I think it was it was a great start to our date. It was until she brought our soft drinks out. Yeah. And I kind of didn't mind my Pepsi. Again, I'm more of a sipper where, you know, it'll take me the whole dinner to, you know, drink my drink. And I usually always get water, but you and I both agreed when we're having apps, we need that carbonation. Like we need something. Absolutely. And I think you even said like you prefer Coke, right? You're not a big Pepsi person. Yeah. And you asked if it was Pepsi or Coke products. And I saw a little bit of disappointment. (laughs) Disappointment. But, um... Yeah, so you got the Pepsi, I got a Mountain Dew, and we took a sip, and you didn't like your Pepsi. I did not like my Mountain right Dew. Right away. Right away, I said, it tastes, it like had like a weird aftertaste, and I even said, it, it tastes like it came out of the fountain, and it was like the end of the bag, and the I tasted mixer. like the plastic. Yes. Yeah. Very watered down. And then later, come to find out, when she asked us for refills, and I said yes, she said, well, we don't have it. It's gone. It's gone. We ran out. And that's why. Because the machine was so low. Well, from my perspective, I need to say this. <laughs> because you described it like that. My Pepsi, because I know Mountain Dew and Pepsi, they're like two different profile flavors. Mountain Dew is in a league of its own. But for like some of you Pepsi drinkers, maybe you can understand. You know, when you go to a fast food place, get your Pepsi soft drink. It's hot summer day. You're running some errands. You come back to your car, you're thirsty. There's enough Pepsi left in your cup to say, okay, this used to be Pepsi, I'll take it. But it's not the same. It's kind of watery. That is what my Pepsi tasted like the whole night. And I don't really speak up. You actually encouraged me to speak up a lot, but I, I did not. So when the waitress came back and said, Hey, sorry about the refills. I wanted to grab you guys some, but it's gone. You know, we're all we're all out. Can I get you anything else? You said with this big look on your face, like I told you so, shit eating grin. You said, 
Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. So like, I you're so vindicated at your hypothesis of what was wrong with your drink was in fact I just correct. knew. I just knew that taste. You're right. It it's that like watered down, gross, been like sitting there like bottom of the barrel, just nasty, piercing taste of yeah. just syrup, and it's gross. And it kind of, I felt like, knocked the whole experience down a bit. Now, the appetizers, we, again, I went in with some strategy because I did not know what your dinner was going to be. Right. I didn't know if we're going to be some, like, light eating, if it was going to be another sit-down establishment. So I figured, let me kind of fill up on, on appetizers just in case we're going to do, like, a quick bite to eat. And as going. I've said in every episode so far, I love me some sides and some appetizers. So I'm all for it. And we both love ranch. We're, we could probably do a whole episode on ranch in the future, and I think we need to. I would love to do more research. <laughs> but I knew this place had pretty good ranch. Actually, come to think about it, you never gave me your perspective on the ranch. I didn't hate it. Okay. It was. It, I like a good like house-made ranch. I feel like it... I don't know if they made, like, made it there. Or they if it was, used like, to brag own. about it. Okay. It but... used to be better, though. I need to tell you. It used to be much better. Okay. Um, it wasn't bad. I actually did enjoy it. Um, everything that we got, the apps, I dipped into my ranch. It was delicious. But um, it was a bit watery. And I'm not a big fan of like a watery ranch. I like a thick, flavorful, you know, like, like, like mayonnaise-based. Mayonnaise yeah. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of heavy, but like, well, more in between. But this was a little bit runny, but it, it had the flavor to back it up. So I was happy. It, it was the kind of ranch where, again, you said it had the flavor, but it was dribbling off the cheese sticks. Right. It was dribbling off the tenders. Right dribbling off the fried mushrooms and that's exactly what we did get we got cheese sticks fried mushrooms and tenders and what was the weakest link from that trio i think the weakest link was the cheese sticks i agree i agree not that they were bad they weren't super weak i wouldn't say but they were pretty standard they taste just like the ones you would get really anywhere else it was the grocery store expectation and yeah and compared to the other apps i feel like you know, they, they were very obviously, like, out of a bag. They were very formed. Like, they didn't really have that, like, you know, it, it didn't really match the, the venue. 100%. I was very disappointed. I just know you love cheese sticks so much. I would be a horrible date to not order that for the table. But going back, if we were to go back there, I would not get the cheese sticks again. Probably not. Some other things on the menu would have probably been better. Yeah, we'll, we'll try it for sure. But I need your opinion on the tenders because I feel like the flavor was great. But I don't know about you, but if I'm paying $9.99 for some chicken tenders for an appetizer, you better give me more than five pieces. Or if they are only going to be a five piece, I want a big piece of tender. Like I want a big chunk of meat. And they were kind of small. Yep, you and I are on the same wavelength with this one. I actually like the tenders best of all, as far as the taste of them. They were really good. They were very juicy. There was a lot of meat. Um, I don't like when like nuggets or like tenders, or, like the chunks, have like a lot of like hard breading. Ugh. That and you're biting into like a really hard piece mm-hmm. of breading, and there's not a lot of meat in there. These were perfect. The ratio, right? Mm-hmm. But the ratio, as far as the size, was way off. You're absolutely right. Th- when you think about like a regular tender, they're like long. These tenders, folks, were about half the size of what you would imagine, like, a chicken tender to be. You could literally, like, rip it in half and it would be, like, smaller than a, like, McDonald's chicken nugget, right? So, honestly, for the size of them, you're thinking, wow, I'm getting only getting five of these, which was really maybe two, two and a half regular tenders. 
for that price. Ten, exactly. And when you think about, I even said I think about the price. It's like a dollar a chunk. <laughs> yeah, because like you said, if you rip these tenders, and which we did, we both grabbed a tender yep. and broke apart at the same time, much like when you fight over the wishbone in a turkey. Yes. Who got the bigger piece? I, I think I did. Okay. I actually was just thinking, I think I got the bigger piece. <laughs> so. And so like after we did that, you're right. It was about the size of McDonald's nugget, a little Maybe bit some, less. Smaller, yeah. So yeah, that was good. And then the deep fried mushrooms. The size of these mushrooms were impressive. They, they were, were big. big. And they weren't... I, see, I'm always cautious about deep fried mushrooms, like mushrooms in general, because a lot of times they're just really like wet inside. Good breading on the outside, but then when you bite in, it's just like... It like squirts out of your mouth. <laughs> I've had that happen. <laughs> yeah. And but these ones were really good. They were chewy, but like the perfect breading on them to make it like you know chewy inside, a little bit crispy on the outside. I really liked them. But yeah, the chicken tenders definitely were probably at the top. And then those they were pretty close though. But then the cheese sticks were pretty just standard. But overall, it, it was a good experience. I liked it all. Now the price for the two drinks, the mediocre was drinks, crazy. Okay, I believe it was thirty two dollars and some change. Yeah, for five tiny. I think there were what like five of everything. Well, the 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 mushrooms were like on skewers. Yeah, there's so a there decent were probably amount of like mushrooms. ten mushrooms, and I think each skewer had like two on it. Yeah. Um, they're big mushrooms, though, yeah. like probably the, half the size of my palm. So yeah, but definitely decent. not $32. No. I didn't even realize that. No, it was. So, yeah, it was our date, anything for, for our yeah. date nights. So that was that. We left the establishment, and again, you mentioned before, I won also the dinner round. Of, I was so disappointed. Well, until you realized we picked the same restaurant we did. for dinner. And I think we kind of knew that too right before because oh, we were yeah. talking about it and kind of like not so much giving each other hints, but... Like to- process of elimination. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a moment where we were like right before we said like each other's thing where we kind of had that moment where we were like, oh my gosh, we picked the same place, didn't we? And sure enough... Arby's. Good old Arby's. Arby's. Yep. We did pick different things yeah. on the menu, though. Yeah, what did you pick? I went with the classic beef and cheddar. Mm-hmm. Probably would have got a double, maybe. Well, after those apps, maybe a single. Because we decided we were going to split whatever we right. got at Arby's. The sandwich. Cut so it in much. half, yeah. Um, now that I think about it, we would have had to ask for like a nut. It would have been weird trying to pull that apart. We would have made it work. <laughs> yeah, because they cut yours, which was a... Corn beef Reuben. You're right. Right. So usually they cut those, so that would have been a lot yeah. easier. So yeah, it was either the beef and cheddar... With some fries. I would have let you pick, you know, between their new, like, regular fries or, like, the curly fries. And then the Reuben. And I think you said, like, poppers, too. The jalapeno poppers with the bronco berry sauce. I love those. But I'm not a big, you know, like, I'm not a big, like, pepper. Like, I like peppers if it's in something. But I don't eat jalapenos. Like, I can't just bite into a jalapeno. I like the flavor of it, like, the juices of it. So I will eat all the breading off of the jalapeno and then lick the cream cheese (laughs) out. And it has a little bit of that slight jalapeno flavor. Um, but yeah, with the Bronco berry sauce, with the, with the crusting on it, mm, so good. I would have loved to see that because, again, we have I'm plans. Over here yeah, uh, um, I know, I want Arby's for lunch. Well, and you might say, why do you want Arby's? You just had Arby's a few days ago, but we didn't. Because on the way to Arby's, because we had the idea of just eating eat your truck, have fun with it. So we're driving to the Arby's, and I think you made a statement about Del Taco. And then I said, we were passing Yeah, we we're it. passing it. And I said, I don't really like Del Taco. <laughs> Once those words left my mouth, you automatically went to your far left lane. I crossed like three lanes of traffic. Yeah. yeah. And as you were turning to turn around, you said, 
I hope you don't mind that we're going to get Del Taco instead. And I said, you know, I'll allow it because only because we both picked Arby's. So I kind of felt like because we both picked Arby's, we could have changed. And you promised me you were going to order something for me that would change my mind. So I let it happen. And what did you order? Because you were a pro. You're flawless with the way you're ordering. So I pulled right up to this drive-thru and I was ready. As soon as he said, what do you want? I was like, I want the number one Del Combo burrito. And then it comes with a drink and some fries. I'm not a big fan of the fries, but they were okay. So I wanted the drink at least because I didn't have that good experience no. with my drinks. Yeah. I, I needed I needed something we need vindication. Yeah. So I ordered the drink with that, but then I also ordered. I think it was like the number two that was two tacos and then a little thing of fries and a drink as well um, for you. And then I also got another burrito with extra cheese. With extra cheese because, like I said, I always order extra cheese on everything. So we pull out and like the the Stel Taco is like. on the side of the main road but behind it is a huge parking lot and like a strip mall but right in the center of the whole thing (laughs) is of course a planet fitness so we pull right on up right in front of this planet fitness in this parking lot and i pull this burrito out i give you you know no we started with the tacos first which i liked i was surprised because there was a lot of meat and flavor and the cheese on it was so good it was better than the cheese i would say that's at taco bell yes and the i'm glad you said that because i feel like at taco bell like taco bell has obviously a special place in my heart i'm not knocking them but at del taco that's what i like about them is you get more you get more in the taco it's not really falling apart. It's like, but you get more beef. You get, There's a, a layer of lettuce, the cheese on top, everything you're getting. The burrito as well. So I'm glad you like the taco, but the burrito, I feel like maybe didn't go over as well. Okay. It could have been foreshadowing for the rest of the night because I was at this point very full. Like I said, we ordered three substantial appetizers right before and I enjoyed the taco. I was about two or three bites into the burrito and I just knew I had to stop because I want a dessert. We had to do dessert. They are big burritos. They fill those suckers with so much. My critique is the tortilla for that burrito was really soft. If they would have grilled it or if I would have known or asked it to be grilled, I think it would have been a different experience. I would have liked a little more texture because the whole thing was just real soft. The fries, I agree with you. They were kind of like White Castle fries, like the the crinkle cut, but like soft. Super soggy. They're always soggy. They're very pathetic looking so again could have done without but they came with the combo so i got them just because they came with the combo and i didn't want to order everything separately it was just easier just to do it that way but i didn't even eat any of the fries not at all but i think one of my favorite parts of the dinner experience was that we're just listening to ace of base yes in this planet fitness parking lot while people are really coming in and out of their cars from working out we're either going to work out, and we're just laughing, eating stuffing ta- our faces, almost a Taco Bell, eating Del Taco with on um, the soundtrack of some '90s Ace of Base. Yeah, so it was, we were listening to Ace of Base, and then we also listened to some Robin and some Savage Garden. Savage Garden. Yes, it was it was a good throwback to like the '90s, and I, you know I don't listen to that music all the time, but like I'll just get into like a random mood where it's just like I need to hear some like you know good '90s like pop music and. Those three, Ace of Base, Robin, and Savage Garden, I just remember, I can recall my mom like singing those songs to me when I was little, and so it was fun. You definitely have such a knack for picking like the perfect background music, and I appreciate it. Again, it was such a nice date, and if we were in that like different universe type of situation, 
um, you would have been getting some big points that night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good to know. So, <laughs> so we finish our meal because we both we both kind of agreed and kind of, I don't know, discovered in that moment. We're not real big dessert people. Right. Like, i rather eat a good meal and maybe if I have room, have a few bites of something. But I don't like to save room for dessert. So we decided what we're going to do. You won this round. I did. I finally, and it was best two out of three, and yes. I won the, the both of the first two shots. Yeah. So uh, again, I was a little bit disappointed because only because my place was closer to where we were at at the time. Right. Your location would have been about maybe twenty minutes out of the way, and I was getting nervous, guys, because yeah. sometimes when I eat a big meal, my stomach tends to hurt. But you know what? I was going to push through. Pushing through. We had to do it for that podcast. We had to do it for you our, were our showing friendship. no signs of it, though. No, press now in hindsight. Well, because we decided that we'll, we'll go to my place, so we went to um, a Dairy Queen knockoff, a local chain again, and it was about. 8.40 at night, summertime. So, of course, the wait was long. I mean, we decided to stay in the car because this establishment had a drive through We were those people that were technically in the road still, about to be next into the drive through And I was a little bit nervous. But then you said, what's your favorite song from the Baby One More Time album? And that just kind of calmed my nerves. And we were listening to Britney the whole time. It's funny because in the last episode you said, I feel like we're going to bring up Britney in every episode. And somehow we always seem to include Britney in our experiences. Well, it was only fitting. Like, I mean, it was a date night, so she had to be involved. So, yeah, I asked you, like, you know, what your favorite song from that album was. And we listened to a couple different songs. And then we went on to the next album, right? Oops, I did it again album. Listened to a couple different songs. And it wasn't just like, what's your favorite? Because it can't be Baby One More Time. Mm -hmm. It can't be Oops, I Did It Again. Like, well, other than like the, those initial singles off like, of the albums, what are like the yeah. more like ones that weren't singles? What are the most like you know unknown like that you appreciate the most? And here we are just jamming out in the car in this line waiting. And I look over and there's this little girl <laughs> just kind of there like outside. It's basically like an old school, like you said, like a Dairy Queen knockoff. Some I think it, it probably tables, used to, it used but, to yeah. be the Dairy Queen, right? And yeah, there's like picnic tables out there and some like grass. Like there's some area to sit between the road and then and there. And it was the drive through around. We would have had to even wait, in that, I think, to even get into the parking lot anyway. Yes. So we stayed in the car and I look over and there's this little girl just dancing. And I tell you, she could not hear our music, but she was Oof. to every beat. Honey. And this was a little, she was about what, like seven, eight, maybe? She was getting it. She was. On that picnic table. She was. And you could see, she was kind of like hiding it because she was looking around at people. She was hitting some marks. She Whatever was. routine she was going off of in her head, she was really giving it. Yep. And it was like perfect timing to the Britney music we were listening to, it wasn't was. it? Yes. And so, um, <laughs> so that was just super entertaining. And then. We were listening, I can't remember what song it was from the Oops, I Did It Again album. What you see is what you get. That's what it was. Yes. And we were listening to it, and I just kind of started doing the dance moves. And you weren't really picking up on it. And oh, I was, I was like, just shy. Oh, you know, when she, like, you know, at, 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 when she did her um, Oops, I Did It Again tour, and she's performing with, like, the cowboy hat, the pink cowboy hat on. I could just see in your face you had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And so I had to show you, of course. We had time. We were in line. We, well, we yeah. had plenty of time. <laughs> and so I pulled out my phone, you know, and we're watching it. And I'm, I'm telling you what she's going to do next. I, I was so excited, right? And then I think I said something like, you know, like, what's your favorite performance? Or like, what? It was something along those lines. And you, what you said to me. I don't remember this. Broke my heart. Oh, I don't remember. You said you've never really watched 
any of her tours. No, no. You've seen bits and pieces. Yes. Right? But you've never really, like, watched, like, the full shows of each of her big tours. And that did something to me. (laughs) I could tell. Your demeanor changed, for sure. It Big time. So, of course, I had to then back up and show you a couple performances from my fir- my my favorite, which was the Dream Within a Dream tour. And, you know, when we we're talking about Britney a couple episodes in our first episode, when I was talking about tours that could st- withstand the test of time and be, like, relevant and really good today, that's the tour I think I was talking about, for sure. Um, so we watched some of those episodes and, um, then we got our treats and I was nervous. I, I'm really bad at ordering. Like if I don't know what to order and I've never been there before, I go into like panic mode and I cannot decide. And I'm so, and then they had a girl, not even at the window, coming outside asking the next cars their order so that they could get ahead. What would you like? And that gave me so much anxiety. Especially going to a new place. Like they had some Dairy Queen ripoffs. Like they had their blizzards. They had their Sundays. But there wasn't really a description of what was inside each thing. Because originally I was going to order for each of us a hot fudge cream puff, which I don't know if it's just a regional thing. So in case it is, let me explain to the audience. It's a hot, it's a basically a puff pastry split in half with a scoop of vanilla ice cream drenched in hot fudge, the other half of the pastry on top, whipped cream and a cherry. And you said, I'm not really a pastry guy. So uh, I felt very embarrassed. You know, I'm not day. a big dessert person in general. I didn't it's super know. basic. I'm a, see, I'm learning a little bit more and more about, about you. This is why you go on dates with everyone in your life, people. Like, really, learn about them. But... I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense. So I'm, I'm like, abort, abort, abort. What are we going to do? And we just picked whatever was on the menu because they didn't have descriptions of what was in it. Right. But I did know that their peanut buster parfait was much like Dairy Queen. So I got that. And then you ordered. I went a safe bet because yeah. even though there weren't the descriptions like on the board of like what was in them, I got the brownie sundae. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. It was... Basically a sundae with brownie bits, like chunks, and then the ice cream, a little bit of whipped cream. It was actually pretty good. It looked very good. And this is where it kind of caught me off guard because mine came like in a cup, like much like Dairy Queen, like a big cup you can hold. When you ordered yours, she looks at you right in your face and goes, cup or boat? And I didn't even understand no, what she was saying. No, I didn't saying. know what she meant either. And I was already anxious. Like I said earlier, like I was I, ha- I was having like mini panic attacks. I was I had to like shut off my music really quick when she started walking to the car. Yeah. And like it was it was not good. And so I just kind of blurted out the brownie thing, which I'm glad I did because it was good. But <laughs> what a delicious I just thing said to blurt boat, out though. Because yeah. that's I, I mean, I, th- I thought, okay, it's going to be big. It's going to be it's going to be easier to eat. I didn't know if she meant like a cup, like I didn't know what she meant. But once you got yours and it was like that cup thing, I much would have preferred that because that boat, like that hot fudge chocolate started melting the ice cream and it started like rise. It, it was really messy. Messy was an understatement because my heart sank because it was much like basically what you would have a banana split in, like a long vessel. Mine was very. It was a boat. But a it little, was it a was boat. a boat. It was a boat. Where mine could fit in a cup holder, you know, fit, you can just hold on to it, whatever you want to do. Well, you're driving. So I said, I'll hold your <laughs> big yacht, <laughs> your big yacht of ice cream. So yours is slowly melting. Mine is melting. And you're just trying to find a safe space so we can eat our ice cream alone and listen to Brittany and gossip. So you drove probably like, uh, maybe like what, 
three to five minutes out of the way. Yep. We found some empty parking lot next to a park playground it situation. It wasn't even like a, it was one of those like main, off of a main road, there's a park there and like a makeshift parking lot that's gravel where you just kind of pull in and there's just enough room between the road and like the fence yeah. to kind of make your own parking spot. It was very nice though, because it was dusk, you know? It's at this point after nine o'clock. There was nobody around because the park, you know, the park was closed. Yeah, yeah. it was romantic. It was considering our date. So you know, we were there eating. We love it. We love it. We're laughing, talking about about Britney, and you know, we're talking about our favorite songs. And I kind of have a confession. You know, at that moment, I said, "I have to tell you something." I look at you right in your eyes, and I say, "I've never listened to the whole Circus album." And the look you gave me, the gasp you it did, broke my heart. You had tears in your eyes. I started crying, <laughs> and that mumbly cry, me. like that, like unbelievable like you really just stabbed me in my heart your moment. voice was shaking as you said are you serious and i'm just eating my ice cream and at this point my stomach started to hurt i think i, I really felt in my soul like i really wow i really hurt a friend and i was embarrassed again i'm trying to i'm ignoring my stomach gurgling i'm like well i did eat quite a bit of food in about an hour and a half span and you just you can't you cannot believe it and i kind of say you know i Never listened to Britney Jean. That one I can understand. <laughs> okay, okay, that good. One's, that one's understandable. <laughs> you, didn't have, you didn't really have a strong reaction no. to it. And during this time, like, the moon looks so beautiful. Like, it's the night before <laughs> a full moon. Everything was right. You're liking your big boat of ice cream. I'm eating mine. And, like, what was your perspective? Because I'm telling you my perspective of that night in that parking lot. That's exactly how it okay. went. But, um, yeah, the, what you said next, though, was, like, caught me completely off guard. Oh, are you referring to the moment I looked at you and said, I don't mean to alarm you, but my stomach hurts very bad. I just need to go home right now. Can you drop me off? Yes. So, yes, but that's not how I remember it. <laughs> okay. Because what I remember and what I heard was, I'm not trying to rush you. You know, you, no urgency, but my stomach hurts really bad. Can you take me home? And to me, that's like, oh, I got a good, like, five minutes. Like, it's not like a... <laughs> All right, you know, put it in, put it in reverse, pull out of this parking spot, and and go. So I was like, yeah, and I continued to eat my ice cream <laughs> because I I didn't realize it was that immediate. Yeah, because you kind of asked, and well, I'm, I'm very polite. So. <laughs> yeah. So, but then the way you did it, you didn't miss a beat. You just looked at me and said, "Oh, do you want me to hold that?" <laughs> you prompted me to give you my ice cream, and I even said, "Well, let me just take one more bite of this brownie." <laughs> And so I handed it to you, and yeah, and so then it really started sinking in, like the urgency. I, I think I hightailed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, because you looked at me and you said, "Do you want me to speed for you? Like, what are we talking here?" And I said, "Nope, your normal driving speed is fine because that's way faster than I drive anyway." And at this point, like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I'm. I drive pretty fast. I, I knew I was in good hands. But where we were at, it was like, I wasn't familiar with that area. I knew I was close to home, but I... It's probably what, five, seven minutes. Yeah, but for anyone who knows and you have stomach troubles, that five to seven minutes... Is a lifetime. It's a lifetime. It hurts so bad. Believe me, I wanted to do nothing more than finish off my ice cream and talk about Britney. We didn't but even get through all no, the albums. No, we didn't. <laughs> my, I was sweating. My stomach was gurgling. And I really thought, like, I don't... There was a point... I'm going to tell you this now because we're safe. I really didn't think I was going to make it home. I really thought, I really thought I'm going to shit my pants in your truck. 
but like we had to go with it because we were doing it for the podcast you know like we had to like do the date night thing but i i could i could tell it was <laughs> i could tell it was serious but like i remember pulling up to drop you off and i pulled right up front i didn't even i didn't i mean i think i did like the did i do the little yui no i didn't oh there's uh, no time no, there wasn't there time no nope, so i pulled right up front you know, and, and you were being so polite about it, too, because you were like, yeah, I had so much. And as you were getting out of the car, it was like this awkward, like, I'm just talking a lot and I'm just telling you that I had so much fun and I can't wait to, you know, do this again. I can't wait to talk about this on the podcast. And the way and you put my now almost completely melted boat of ice cream up on like the dash. And I, and you said, do you want me to take that? And I was like, yeah, because at that point I was like, yeah, I guess I'm done. Because you can't hold it. <laughs> right. You can't. And it's going to go everywhere if I, like, set it down. And so I was like, yeah, you know, but but then I'm thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm giving her, you know, more to deal with, right? And so you set it up there, and there was a moment where I thought you were going to leave it. And I wasn't going to say anything, because I would, you know, I was going to have to put myself in part and reach up and get it and, like, maybe dump it out the window or something. But you reached up and you got it, and you very, very cautiously all the way up up the path to your house, up the porch, just held this little boat of ice cream. <laughs> And I could tell your urgency, but your, like, the delicacy to it, so that you didn't spill it. I felt for you, Danielle. I went home and was like, you know, after an amazing date, like, like I, I only hope that went well. It went so well, because you kept your promise. <laughs> Before you even, I want to say, left my neighborhood, you sent me a link to that Britney performance that you right. gasped and said, like, I, I, you know, you're shocked that I did not see it. So I had some entertainment on the toilet. Yes. <laughs> so it was a very overall... A great night. Like, it I'm, was. you know, stomach problems ruined it. But hey, that happens sometimes on dates. Can you imagine, if, you know, people that go on dates and just, oh, you know, we're going to go out to dinner. We're going to have a basic meal. We're going to go back home. Or, you know, maybe we'll go see a movie and not talk during the movie. Like, Ugh. I feel like, you know, even though it wasn't like the perfect date or like, you know, th- we have things to talk about. We have things to reflect on. We have these funny moments that we'll always remember. I feel like you and I have these just ridiculous moments together. And that's what I appreciate about our friendship. So I would definitely love to go on another like friends date with you. Yeah, I would. Be do honored. I get a second date? Yes, you do. Okay. Because like again, you really took care of me um, with having me go home when my stomach was hurting. I understood the assignment, as they say. Ooh, and you passed with flying <laughs> colors. And you're just like spontaneous enough where you didn't totally say fuck Arby's. We're going to Del Taco. You wanted to go to Del Taco, but you still were polite enough to say. Is this okay? Right. And I appreciate it. As, as I was already Yeah, I know, I know. But, but like, the well, fact I, that you I, asked, it was polite. Yeah. So I loved it. And I can't wait to go on another date night. I think another date night challenge. This would be a good series. A date night series. So yeah. we might have something going on. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. Yeah. All right, Danielle. So speaking of dating, you and I just went on this friend's date. Mm-hmm. But in real life, me and you are on two, or at least our dating life. Me and you are on two completely different sides of the spectrum. You are married. Correct. Right? So you've been kind of out of that new, fresh dating game for a few years. And I am very much single. I've gone on some dates, but for the most part, I feel like as I've gotten older and I have been interested in dating, I feel like it's so much more of a hookup culture. And I haven't really experienced like true dating and getting to know somebody just because of the way things are in modern times. And we're talking pre-COVID too, right? Because yeah, I'm sure pre-COVID. COVID made things a little more difficult. But are, are you referring to like the apps? Because with me, years ago when I was like doing online dating, it was just that online dating. I missed the whole app scene. I've heard some real 
scary stories from men and women about their dating experiences with those apps. So I'm very interested to hear your take on them. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So I never did the eHarmony or Plenty of Fish and like those things. You didn't do Plenty of Fish? Okay. No, no. So I think I made, I think it was very late, like when it was super popular. I, I had one, but I never went on a date from one. I never really talked to anybody. I had an account. I, I maybe logged in like two or three times. Okay, and, Cupid. Um, I did a little bit of OK, OK. Cupid. Not, I mean, like that, that to me, like when I downloaded OK Cupid, that was an app. Oh, okay. So okay. it wasn't the actual like <laughs> website. So, yeah, mine were yeah. all websites. So I have a couple different apps. I have the Tinder. I have I have a Grinder. I'll just admit it. Right. That one isn't so much. I don't consider it a dating app. Okay. I think everybody who, if, if you're if you're a listener and you're wondering what is Grinder, it's not a dating app. Doesn't matter. If you do know what it is, you know exactly what I mean, right? It's more of a hookup app and whatever. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Tinder is really the only one that I've used consistently. And I did a little bit of research on Tinder just to kind of get an idea of, you know, how many people use it, just so that knowing that we were going to have this conversation. So as of 2021, I got this um, information from businessofapps.com. They actually put out an article specifically about Tinder and dating in 2021. Okay. Tinder has over 66 million users. Of that population, how many do you think, so percentage-wise, how many do you think identify as male and how many as female? I'm going to say maybe 65, 70% female and the rest male. So you're saying about 30% yeah, female. whatever math okay. makes sense. So, Danielle, I'm about to blow your mind. Okay. okay, do we need to hold hands for this? Yeah, let's do it again. Okay. 72% of Tinder users identify as male. 28% identify as female. Oh, okay. So I had the statistics kind of flip-flopped. Yeah. That's so surprising. Why do you think that is? That significantly more men use Tinder than women? I think... I feel like I'm going to make a lot of people angry. Um, It is, I think, a mostly a hookup app. From what I've heard from you, other people, pop culture in general. I had no idea that many more men used it. Um, because they just want like a quick fuck, I'm thinking. You know, they just want to oh. kind of meet someone, kind of do their thing. And if they don't like the way their picture looks or anything about their profile, I think they just go on to the next one, the next thing. Well, I mean, two things to dissect there, right? You might be right. Tinder is very much viewed as like a hookup app, even though it's marketed as a dating app. And I think a lot of people do use it for dating. I have a lot of friends that I know are on Tinder and they've talked about going on dates and most of them are men, Mm -hmm. straight men who do use Tinder to meet women and and like in a very respectful and, and like honest way. But I also know some people and, you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of fit into this category too. Like, I, I'm not going to pretend to be super innocent. You know, like I said earlier, I feel like I, I'm just more accustomed to this, like, quick, you know, you find somebody. Tinder has, I think, changed the landscape because it's created a way of quick access. It's very much centered on physical appearance, right? The first thing you see is their picture. Mm-hmm. There is a little bit of detail, like, at the bottom. And you have to actually click on it to then go to their profile, see their hobbies, see their interests, see their little about, see, you know, maybe more pictures. As far as, you know, just swiping, it, it's so easy to just swipe, 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 and just be so focused on, am I attracted to this person? Am I not attracted to this person? And I think that's when, you know, I hate to say it, but a lot of your biases come out and it just makes it really hard to meet people genuinely. 
because that's not the first thing you're focused on is maybe somebody, maybe somebody, you know, back on Plenty of Fish had a nice picture, but I feel like you were reading more about them and it was a little bit more balanced. It wasn't just so quick and move on, move on, move on. You know what? I can give you a different perspective from okay. the website days. Because I think it was just as superficial. It was just uh, more steps. It wasn't as instantaneous as Tinder. Because there were times when you would see someone's profile, you might like them. And then it comes to the question and answer part, you know. Because I think when I was on eHarmony, I'm talking like 12, 13 years ago now. It was almost like a back and forth type of question answer thing to get to meet someone. And is Tinder not like that? Is it just instant like, okay, I like you, let's just hang out? Yeah, so basically you log in. And initially, actually, let me show you. Okay. Because <laughs> it seems convenient because eHarmony, I wasted a lot of time on eHarmony because there was a lot of talking and steps before we could even technically meet up with someone. So I think I appreciate the quickness of Tinder. All right, Danielle. So I pulled out my phone and I'm showing you some yeah. individuals on Tinder, right? So don't like that picture right away. No. Nope. So, but you, so you can click and you can see other pictures, but the very first thing that pops up, what information do you see about this person? Their name, their age, and it looks like they have a few interests highlighted, others aren't. So are the ones that are highlighted the ones that you guys have in common? That's correct. Okay. And then obviously a huge picture that um, is not very flattering for them. Yikes. (laughs) (laughs) So despite the picture, what happens now? What information do you get if... I'm interested in this person. Okay. I find them attractive and I just hit it to see a new picture. Now what do you see? It looks like their profession, their location, and where they live. It's like how many miles away they are, it looks like. Yeah. Right. So what I was saying earlier, like the first thing you see is like just their picture, right? You don't see very much information about them until you actually click. You don't even know how far away they are. You don't even know if this is somebody potential, like... Everything is very superficial, Mm -hmm. and that's how it works. You basically slide to the right. I sound like the cha-cha slide. Yeah, I was just going to (laughs) say. You slide to the right. If you're interested, you slide left, and you usually don't see them again. And what happens is if they have already slid right for you, it'll come up, and it'll immediately say, you two matched. You can immediately message them. It's totally open. They don't have the back and forth, like prompted questions or anything like that. And you don't have to talk so many times before, you know, you can talk about other information. It's all just right there. You're just talking to that person. They're on there. You can unmatch with somebody if you're not feeling it. But for the most part, like once you match, you can have access to them whenever you want. And then the people that you swipe left on, every so often I'll see them come back up. I don't know if maybe it's like a new profile or if it's just giving me another chance at it. Or if their interests change maybe or something. Maybe, yep. Um, But for the most part, you don't usually see them again. Um, But that's really how it works. But you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, Tinder is probably the biggest dating app, hookup app, whatever you want to call it, in the world right now. And it's so superficial. And like, this is just, you know, my idea of dating. And when I reached the age where, you know, I was actually, you know, probably mid-20s when I became a little bit more grounded and thought, you know, I'm actually going to go on dates with people. I'm actually going to get to know people. I want to find somebody that I can be in a long-term relationship with. This is the type of thing I had. So dating to me is very online. It's very quick. And that makes me very self-conscious because I get, you know, I get matches and I talk to people, but, you know, it just, it just really makes me feel like, oh, if I had a better picture. And then I start thinking about all the things that are just silly, you know, about myself. I 
but that's, I think, a valid concern. I feel there's a big mental impact from just being passed up on and not really knowing why. And I feel, I, I get it from both sides. I'd say for, for men and women, because I do have some friends who they'll screenshot like a, just a horrible profile picture. Not really just a picture, but a douchey profile of this guy. It's like, okay, you know what? It's, they're not going to match, but they'll screenshot it to me and send it to me. And we'll have a good laugh about it. And this poor person doesn't know we're doing that. So I know there's some kind of implication of constantly getting rejected, probably, right? Because you know there's people on there who are just getting the bottom of the barrel and they're happy with that, right? So it's a little complicated. So I just want to just clarify about like rejection really quick. Yeah. So the way the app works, like I said earlier, if you match with somebody, you can unmatch with them. So maybe you've been talking or you did match with them, but now maybe you only looked at one picture and you slid right. Mm -hmm. But now that you actually open it up and you see you match with this person and you're looking through their other pictures, you're like, oh, maybe that was a mistake. Or maybe you see some information you don't like. You can unmatch. And that does alert them. I mean, they can tell that that match they had before is not there anymore. Mm -hmm. As far as rejection, if somebody swipes left on you, you don't necessarily know that they slid left. They might have just not popped up in the population of profiles that came across your screen. But it's pretty safe to say is if you've swiped right on somebody, Tinder's algorithm, I'm sure, put you in their slide of individuals. Got it. So if you... you've you swipe on somebody in a positive way and then you just never see them come back around, chances are they slid left. Got it. So maybe that's just me looking too far into it and creating some narrative in my head, but I can imagine that it's something like that. This all just seems so scary to me. Very scary. And speaking of scary, like how safe are these apps? Because there's always concerns too. Even when I was doing eHarmony years ago, you really don't know who you're talking to. But they're always like, but there's like an element of you never really know who you're talking to when you're meeting someone online. You're absolutely right. I've heard horror stories. There's been even in the area where we live locally. There, I you know I don't want to say any names or like really talk into detail about it, but. There have been stories over the last few years of people on Grindr, from Tinder, Mm. all these apps that have been abused physically, have been murdered. So I don't think dating apps as a whole and the intention of them are necessarily a bad thing. And I just think the ease of access. You know, we hear about catfishing. I mean, there was a show on MTV. Like, that's been around for a long time. Yes. You know, there's no way to really know who you're talking to. And I think with that comes danger. So now when you have something that, like I said earlier, what was it, 66 million people use it? The natural percentage of those dangerous instances and people who aren't who they say they are is going to be increased. So I think that's when you start hearing about it more. But I do think that there is a lot of positive that can come out of these things. And it's not just young people who are using these apps either. I actually have a couple more statistics for you. So from an article on MarketWatch, in 2019, (laughs) 19% of people aged 55 to 64 use Tinder. Wow, that's surprising to me. A lot higher than I thought. I thought they'd be like on Farmers Only or Christian Mingle (laughs) or something like that. Guess what percentage of people over 64 use Tinder? Over 64? I'd say about 8%. 13%. Wow, that's yeah. surprising. I thought it was in the single digits for sure. Yep. Over the last decade, the 60 plus crowd is one of the fastest growing groups of online daters. Oh, really? I don't yeah. know why that's so funny to me. I think it's just society today. And I think about people in my life, 
you know, aunts, uncles who are over the age of 60 or getting very close to it. And, you know, they, they didn't necessarily grow up in a, obviously with technology and all that, but I think they're, they've been over maybe like the last decade a little bit more influenced by technology and have used it a little bit more. I think of my aunt. I think she she's right around the age of 60. I'm not exactly sure if she might be 60. A Facebook sweetheart. Does she love Facebook? So that's what I was going to say is she, <laughs> I actually, she just got finally, just last year, finally. Instagram. Finally got, not even, yeah, well, so she has a Facebook and Instagram now. Okay. She just got her first smartphone wow, last year. Okay. Yeah, I tried to convince her to get an iPhone because I felt like it was going to be a lot easier for her to use, but she went with an Android, and she's constantly asking me. Not so much anymore. She's gotten used to it, but she was for maybe the first like six, eight months constantly. How do you do this? And how do you like? I had to help her upload her contacts and all that. I set up a Instagram for her, and I set up a Facebook for her. She doesn't have any pictures. She only follows two people: me and one of my cousins. And that's how she and my other cousin posts like a bunch of pictures because she has kids. And my aunt really enjoys kind of just seeing what's going on in our lives. And she's on Tinder. She's not on Tinder. Oh, okay. I'm like, and this lady's no. ready to fuck. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Okay, sorry. Um, But yeah, just, you know, I think with dating, just to kind of wrap it up, like I think dating in 2021 is very much online. You don't meet people the same way you used to. And I think that really sucks because I am the type of person, like, you know, I I do it because that's what's available to me. And, you know, if I'm I'm going to meet people, it's going to be this way. I have a question for you. Um, because I know Tinder, a lot of media is very visual. You know, we see something we like, we like it, we don't like it, we don't. Would you be open to being set up on a blind date? Because I know when I stick those 90s sitcoms, or like 90s shows, I mean, a lot of the arcs in some of these episodes were blind date, how is it going to go? And I don't really hear a lot of people my age talking about going on a blind date. So would you be open to trying out meeting someone you've never seen or anything or um I would totally against it. I don't know, Danielle. I think you'd be trying to snoop for sure, I think. Oh yeah, I'm like a detective when it comes to like, I could be in the FBI. <laughs> no. No, but I don't know. I think for me because I am so used to technology and so used to being able to Facebook like not so much I don't really google people but I look them up on Facebook or I look for their Twitter or Instagram or whatever just to see if I can kind of get it like see a see pictures and then b just learn maybe a little bit more about them and their personality but at the end of the day a f- like a, you're talking a full blind date yes. don't know what they look like maybe nope. got a description from you I don't know I think it, it's a combination of what's my type and just being afraid of being in that situation where if I meet somebody and I'm not either A, attracted to them or I'm not feeling it, I don't, I would not know how to get out of that situation and I, I would feel so uncomfortable. But with that said, you know, if you set me up with somebody and was like, hey, I know a friend who, you know, I think you would really like, they're into XYZ hobbies and interests and you share these same similar interests and then you showed me a picture oh, and then I like... Could agree to go out with them, but that's not a blind date. Like, but that's why that it makes is me kind feel... of though. I mean, because I, when I'm thinking of, let's say, if I was going to set you up for a blind date, I wouldn't say, okay, his name's Jeremy. He's going to meet you at Golden Corral, seven p.m. Friday. But that's Bye. how they used to do. No, it. I thought that cannot be. It would be like you know, you guys both love this book. Um, you yeah. guys both love Golden Retrievers. He's been a great kid. And, you you know, I've known you for so long. I think you guys be – they'd give you something. That's yeah. what I was no, no, thinking. No, no, no. So I, I, You're just thinking they're going to say, be there. 
No, what I'm saying is back in the day, like what you described, yeah. a blind date was you never saw this person. That's what I'm getting at is yeah. I need to see their face. I need to see at least one picture of this individual. That's not how they used to do it. They would have those conversations. Oh, yeah, I know so-and-so. He's a He has this job. He's this. He's that. But you couldn't just pull out your phone and be like, here's his face. Maybe like a wallet. <laughs> like, here's yeah, a if you had a of- picture in your wallet. That's weird. <laughs> no. Do you see what I'm saying, though? So, like, you can tell me how great this person is, but that's what I mean. I have those biases. I feel uncomfortable meeting somebody, even to hook up with them. Well, sometimes those biases can happen when you've been talking to someone for a while, because from my perspective, eHarmony, from what I remember correctly, like, you had to answer questions back and forth, then agree to meet. And a lot of times, you'd be talking to these people two, three weeks before you kind of meet them. Texting, talking, talking, talking. It's and not then, like that anymore. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Then I would go meet them at Olive Garden or something, and it nothing would click. It wouldn't be the same. Because I think when you're kind of talking to someone on your own terms, in the safety of your own home, kind of like building them up in your head, that's one thing. But then when you meet them and it doesn't go as well as you kind of thought it would, I think that's more devastating than going to a blind date and it not working out. Because you didn't really waste so much time. You kind of went in with the expectation of it. Hopefully it works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't. I wasted a lot of time on eHarmony because I really try to talk to people. And we'd, you know, text and talk and blah, blah, blah. And then we'd meet one or two times. And it just wasn't the same. Like these people would not, some of these men could not hold a conversation. You know, through text is one thing, but. Trust me, they, they still can't. <laughs> okay. But that's, that's sad to know. I, I think a lot of people still do that. You know, like I said, I have friends who are very genuine about dating and want to take their time and talk it before they meet and might spend two, three weeks talking, whatever, might go out a couple times. But that ease of access and just what I'm used to, and I, and I can only speak from my personal experience and then, you know, some friends of mine who've told me their experiences as well, it's all very immediate. Like, if you're not exchanging phone numbers and you're not planning to meet after, like, a day or two of talking, it's it's gonna fizzle out, really? and then you get ghosted, and Is it's it's all very line? quick. Oh. It's all very quick. Yeah, no, it's you you match with somebody. Hey, what's up? What are you up to? Like, you know, you're not really asking each other their hobbies and interests. You're not really asking anything to really get to know them. It's all very surface level. If you do go out, it's, it's you're making that decision very quickly, or you're hooking up, or you're not talking anymore. It's one of those three directions. And if it's not happening very quickly, if it's it feels like this just, you know, this person isn't right for you. And like that's such a weird I know it sounds crazy. No, and that's it the thing is it I know it sounds weird, but that's just so what I'm used to. And I feel like I am a pretty genuine person. I want to get to know somebody. This whole married by 30, I'm 32. And I, you know, I I needed to meet them a couple years ago, you know? I'm not going to go out on dates and like, I'm the type of person, like, I'm not, you know, making somebody my significant other after one or two dates. I want to take my time with it. I want to meet somebody who turns into, you know, a really close friend and we bond and, And but it's just impossible. But what if that person wasn't a blind date? I'm un- I'm too uncomfortable to go on a blind <laughs> Don't you date. Look, you're no. shaking your head a lot right now. You look very upset that I'm well, bringing it up again. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, if I'm going to meet somebody who I've not really talked to before, and I really haven't seen pictures or like, you know, like if I don't really know what I'm getting myself into, I'm all I have to go off of is what you're telling me. And your mutual connection. I, I imagine if you're going like on a blind date, like if someone set me up with someone, right? What do you mean? Were you talking about, I thought you were talking about like meeting someone for a blind date. Like you need to see pictures, you need to do that. And if you don't know someone, 
than basically what are you going to talk about situation I felt like I was getting from that. A blind date to me is going in blind. Yeah. So I don't have a mutual connection because I don't know this person. I don't know what they like. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be grand. So when I think of a blind date, I know you're going in blind, but I, to me, I'm thinking you both have someone in common in your life who says, you know what, Christopher, you'll go great with my nephew. Or you know what, Christopher, I have a coworker. I think you guys would hit it off. That's what I meant Why? by like a mutual connection. You can tell me. A, I don't know. You, you can, ask the person. I don't know. A blind date to me is going in blind. It's not knowing anything about a person. And when I say that, it's not nothing, right? Yeah, you might tell me that this person has this job, likes to travel, is great with kids, has a dog, drives this kind of car, is into Britney, just as much as you. That still wouldn't sell me because I am not initiating. <laughs> I that. don't believe that for a second. No, I, I'm like, people today are very particular. Like, it's, and it's not the fact that I wouldn't meet this person or I'm not open to it. I need to talk to somebody and I need to establish a connection before I go out with this person. Not you think they're great or you think all this about me and them that does nothing for me i value your opinion don't don't get me wrong i value your opinion but if that's not coming from me and if i don't have that connection or that feeling about this person i just know that i'm going to be so awkward i'm not going to be myself i don't know how to act and acting myself like is just too scary and wow we have two different perspectives on it because i would feel like i would never go on a blind date is what i'm saying i would absolutely (laughs) i got it message received (laughs) i would absolutely never go on a blind date because i know i would be so uncomfortable that the entire time i would want to get out of it even if it was somebody that I was attracted to and liked, just the fact that I had no previous established connection with this person, and now I'm sitting at a table eating dinner with them or whatever we're doing, absolutely not. Okay. That's too uncomfortable. Well, now that we have your stance on blind dates, I loved how passionate you were about that. As <laughs> We had a little bit of a misunderstanding at some well, parts. Well, I think, I think just our idea of what a blind date is, is really kind of the... The, the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like I said, it's fine. It, it made a very interesting conversation, and I laughed a lot. But you brought up, you know, you're going to have an awkward dinner with this person. So that kind of brings me to my next question. What is an acceptable meeting place or first date place when you meet someone on these apps? Are you thinking coffee, a dinner, a part? Or is it something where if you guys both like disc golf, blah, you guys are just going to meet like at a disc golf place, you know? So I have two answers to this. Okay. In a perfect world, a real date, which is hard to come by nowadays. I'm the type of person I want to go out and do an activity. I'd go play some mini golf or do something like that. I know you said like disc golf, blah, but to me, that's fun because we're out of our element. We're having a good time. Even if it's like doing something we've never done before. Like maybe this, like I've maybe mini golfed what, like three or four times in my entire life. It's just not something I just go do on the weekend. But, you know, if I'm going out and I'm having fun with somebody, like I remember... I did go on a date once and we went bowling and it was probably the best date I ever went on because we just opened up. We had fun. Like we were, you know, it was a little bit of a competition. I remember I went to like go up there and throw the ball and I slid on my shoe and I fell and it was just, it was so embarrassing, but like he like didn't care. Like he thought it was funny and it's like we bonded over like a really fun experience. I'm not a big fan of, like, let's just meet at a coffee shop and talk. I think for some people that's a good starter because you don't really know this person. You don't want to jump into something. But I want to be kind of out of our element and do be doing an activity that we can kind of lean on so that it's not awkward. Okay. And we don't have to just stare at each other and come up with things to say. Um, but I'm also not, like, a movie because you can't talk no, during a movie. Are the worst. 
going right to dinner is like weird. I know we talked about that, like Olive Garden, like, you know, not so much like ordering for each other or anything, but like, I don't know. It's just that whole experience of dinner. And it's like, I go to dinner with you. I go to dinner with friends. Can I tell you something? When I was on eHarmony, whenever I would meet these, these guys, we would always meet at Olive Garden because I figured one, if he's okay with that, he doesn't have an issue spending a certain amount of money for lunch or dinner. It's not super expensive, but it's nice to know that they're open to it but they were not enjoyable meals i will tell you that i liked yeah. olive garden so i was like yes free olive garden love it but it did make for some awkward times especially um when they have very little to no conversation to offer you you're just kind of stuck there eating your tour of italy alone <laughs> yeah and at least we can talk about yeah the food and other experiences you know yeah like i think once you maybe for like a second date and you've established a little bit of each other's personality, then it might be more fun to go to like a dinner. But the other thing I was going to say is in a non-perfect world, which is what we live in, honestly, I am probably more comfortable with just somebody coming over to my house, knowing that it's probably going to be more of a hookup than a date. I'd be terrified. You know, and yeah, like let's watch a movie. Let's play Mario Kart or like, you know, let's do something. If it's not so much like, we both know it's just a hookup and then we're done. Like, I obviously don't have to plan activities, right? Other than the activity itself. Yeah. But aside from that, it's, you know, just having a normal, like, cozy night. Maybe order some food or something like that. But with the expectation, like, we're going to get it on. Like, that's the thing. is all of this is just so complicated to me that I think it's, 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 it's odd hearing you talk about dating as such, like, a simple concept. But to me, it's like, is it a date? Is it a hookup? Is it an in-between? Are we, like, like, what is talking? What is going steady? What is actually really dating? Like, what is really a date today in 2021? Yeah, that's why I was trying to kind of, you know, figure out what is an appropriate meeting place. But like you said, if you have the expectation where you guys just want to have sex, then I think in that situation, like, a house, one of your places is... Fine. Yeah, and I think that expectation isn't even there sometimes, which makes it even more complicated and goes back to what I was saying about I don't really know the answer because it really just depends because there has been so many occasions that I have been interested in somebody and maybe if we had established like, yes, this is a date, it would have gone very much differently. But it just ended up being a hookup because I meet somebody, I'm attracted to them, and the night just goes that way. I feel like hookup culture today is... There's almost always an expectation that that's what's going to happen. And sometimes it's that's all that happens. That sometimes it's, yeah, that was fun. Let's actually go on a date now. Because I know a lot of people that hook up and then figure out they kind of like the person and then end up dating, which is weird. So I don't think there's really like a straight answer. There's There used to be a very clear, you're in this bucket. There used to be a very clear, you're in this bucket. Now there's like 60 buckets and you never know which one you're in until you're in the situation. And it's so hard to navigate. And I think that's why I was getting a little passionate about like the blind dating thing is because I, and it wasn't so much you asking, it was my being uncomfortable not knowing how to answer the question. Cause it's like, well, it depends on this or it depends on this. And I think I'm going to set you up on one to um, I'm get so you scared. out of your um, comfort zone. Well, Danielle, like I said, at the very beginning of this conversation. I am very much single. I am very much open to dating and getting to know people. I'm at that point in my life. However, that makes me really, (laughs) that makes me really terrified. Yeah. And I think, again, that's where we differ because I would be excited if someone were to say, you know what, I think you and my nephew would really hit it off. You know, that's something I'd be interested in to at least try. Obviously not now, but... (laughs) 
But it would be something I would have been open to, you know, years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I think you know me really well. So I trust it more, even though I'm still uncomfortable with it. But I've had people that I've, you know, people I've worked with or just knew as acquaintances who were like, oh, you know, you should meet my friend. But it's just because it's, oh, you're gay? Well, I have this gay friend. And they just automatically... (laughs) I didn't even think of that. You know what? I kind of get where you're coming from now. Wow. You really opened up my mind. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. People tend to just assume that... (laughs) Because they don't understand. Yeah. And it's... It's... Whatever. But it's just... It's hard. And I think, you know, we haven't even really talked about, like, being part of the LGBTQ plus community and how much harder it is to date and meet people. Not because there's a... I mean, we live in Southeast Michigan. I think there's a lot of people in the community. But it's so hard... Because in the community, it is more of a hookup culture, even more so than dating in general or the just the society in general. But, you know, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that at another point. But um, I think dating in 2021 is just really hard. But you know what I'm really happy about? What? The fact that me and you can still go on little friend dates. Yes. And I don't have to worry. And I don't have to think about all those things. Because the best dates I have ever been on have been with you, Danielle. Oh, that means so much. Thank you. I've, again, our date, we laugh so much. I love talking about food with you, obviously. It's just we always have a good time. We always have entertainment built in because we make things fun. Yeah, I think the last time we went out, I even said it seems like whether it's weird things that happen that we can call back on. And we picked a whole episode about Olive Garden. And it was so hard to pick what memory we would talk about because we have so many. It just seems like fun times follow us. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for having you as a friend. So thank you. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers it for this topic. I think it was a pretty fun episode. It definitely I'm was sorry a I couldn't contribute more to like the Tinder stuff. I loved hearing about it from a male perspective. I want to say that. For sure. Absolutely. So yeah. So hey, listeners, we're having so much fun doing this. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, subscribe to our podcast and join the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Friends Who Feast. And also over on Instagram and Facebook at Friends Who Feast Pod. Tell us, what do you think about online dating would you ever go on a blind date or what would your ideal friend date be we can't wait to hear your thoughts so another episode down danielle and until next time bye bye